You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. I really feel the fire of the Lord here this morning. I, I, I feel like there's a, there is a, there, a, a consuming fire. Uh, the presence of Jesus. When you glorify Jesus, His Spirit, His presence, His person abides in the room. And um, I'm very excited for what's about to take place. I'm going to um, dive right in, if that's okay. Uh, I felt the Lord um, share that uh, this morning is um, a morning to unpack fellowship with the Holy Spirit. See, fellowship with the Holy Spirit is the day the, the Christian life. There's, a, there's actually, there's no walk, I would go so far to say, in the kingdom of God. There's no walk where Jesus is your Savior without walking with His Spirit. Now, there, it is expressed differently. We can acknowledge that. But the Spirit of God is here in this room. He abides within you right now. And he also rests upon you for the works of ministry. Evidence of the Holy Spirit is a Christian life. And you might ask yourself right now, well, what, what does a Christian life mean? And a few things might pop in your mind, but we're about to, we're going to unpack it. And I believe that the Lord is setting you up. 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 Is setting you guys up. Should you submit to his will? I believe that this morning is going to be a morning of marking, a morning of consecration, a morning of setting apart. See, to understand the role of the Holy Spirit, we must understand God. We must understand the Trinity, and we must understand the different roles in the totality of God himself. So we have God the Father. He is the creator. And this is one of the key roles that we acknowledge and we see in the scriptures that the Father plays. It is from His will, Jesus did, and it is from His will we walk in. We have Jesus, the mediator, the sacrifice, the one that in Him all things are held together. He is the door and He is the access point to the Father. And as the Holy Spirit is the power of God, the power in which flows out from the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit is a personal being. It's a personal being. You can offend, you can, you can uh, blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You can lie to the Holy Spirit. In Acts, people died. See, this is the same Holy Spirit that was promised upon salvation to abide within you. It is for God's will that we would see heaven on earth. It is by Jesus' sacrifice we can, and it is through the Holy Spirit we do the will of the Father. That's quite profound when you, when you, when it, when you grasp it. Without God, there is no purpose. Without Jesus, we have no access. And without the Holy Spirit, we have no power. It is absolutely crucial. It is dire that the Christian life is a life filled with His Spirit. So my charge to all of us this morning is that would we surrender to Him? Would we surrender to His will? 
Would we surrender to his power? The Christian life is a life when you're more in love with Jesus than you are the mission. The Christian life is a life where there is both fruit and power. Evidence of the Christian life is fruit. And you ask yourself, Josiah, what do you mean by fruit? We know the fruits of the Spirit. Love, peace, patience, joy, selflessness. If you have no fruit, you have not denied yourself. So my, my urge to us this morning is, would you die? Josiah, what do you mean, would you die? Well, would you die to your opinions? Would you die to your self-seeking nature? Would you die to the Christian race? The human race is a self-preserving people. And it's our innate nature to preserve self. And the scriptures say time and time again that when we die... We have found true life. When we die, it is His Spirit that raises our spirit from death and into eternal life. And when we're in His Spirit and He in us, it shifts everything. The lenses of our eyes change. The way that we see someone changes. When someone in your workplace offends you when, or your boss is a bully to you, the way you respond is just different. If you're angry with your spouse or you're offended with someone's character, the way that you interact is, is different. Why? Because the Spirit of God lives in you. And the fruit, of, the fruit of the Spirit is evident in your spirit. That is evidence of the Holy Spirit working within you and... I'll go to the extent of saying is when power flows through your life, there is evidence of the Holy Spirit working through you. So then how do we fellowship with the Holy Spirit? I'm going to unpack a couple of brief points. See, fellowship with the Spirit is like a river. That's how I like to liken it to. It flows, but it starts with death. And Josiah, you're talking a whole lot about death. I'm not talking about physical death. Crucify the flesh. The purpose, which is the will, intent, and plan of God, of the Holy Spirit, is oneness with the Father, to see the kingdom of God here on earth. You cannot see the Father except by Jesus. And you cannot walk in the will of the Father except through Holy Spirit. When we say Jesus lives in my heart, the revelation is true, but we're theologically off. Jesus is a person. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead was the same spirit that abided in him also lives in you. And the scriptures say that the same spirit that, rise, that, that raised Jesus Christ from the dead abides in you so that we may do the works of ministry. And also that we may walk a life worthy of the call. We must crucify the flesh. How do I crucify the flesh? Starve it. Starve it. Starve it. Starve the innate desire to live for yourself. 
Jesus is more than enough. Jesus is more than enough. You know when Jesus has your eye, the scriptures say that your whole body is full of light. And if he is not the apple to your eye, if he is not the first thing that comes, and this is not condemnation, please see my heart. This is not condemnation, but it's, it's something that we're called to walk in. But when you wake up in the morning and you think of him, and when you go to dinner and you're thinking of him and you're walking on the train and you're more aware of him than you are yourself, I'm telling you that is the Christian life. See, when you're with someone, you're talking to them. We know that. If I'm with my wife, I'm going to hope to be talking to my wife. And I walk with the Spirit, I walk in the will of the Father, and I'm in constant communion with Him. That's what the Scriptures say, pray without ceasing. I'm in a constant dialogue with the Lord. Even right now, I'm speaking to you, but my spirit is singing praises to His name. In fact, as I, words are coming out of my mouth, I am more aware of His presence here in this room and His Spirit that is resting upon you than I am. What should I say next? Are you guys Okay. All right, we're going to dive in. Do you want to turn to Galatians 5? All right. So the Christian life is a life by the Spirit. Can you repeat after me? The Christian life is a life by the Spirit. It is fellowship with the Spirit. Before we read the Scripture, I just, I felt the Lord say, I've not actually even done this ever, but I felt the Lord to say to pray right now, so I'm gonna pray. Father, it is in your hands that we commit our lives. And Holy Spirit, we recognize your presence in this room And would you glorify Jesus? Would Jesus be glorified in our lives? Would you change us forevermore? Would the Spirit of God rest on the shoulders of men and women here in this room, young and old? Would the Spirit of God come and convict us of sin, righteousness, and of judgment? Would the Spirit of God, would you come and would you bring us closer to Jesus? We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome your presence. We welcome your revelation. Have your way, we pray. Amen. Amen. Galatians 5. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. Now the works of the flesh are evidence. Okay, this is, now this is understanding what the works of the flesh are. This is now understanding when you say to yourself, when, you, when you're saying to yourself, as I say, I crucify the flesh, what do I crucify? This is it. Some of it. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and, all, and things like these. 
Wow. I warn you as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's as simple as that. I'm going to be so bold to say it because I know there, and I know this house isn't like that, but if you are living in sin, you're in danger from being separate to the Father for all eternity. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit, now, this is, for those that write notes, this is something that you want to highlight. This is something that you want to capture in your heart. And if you don't write notes, this is something where I would say, if I'm sitting in your seat, if I'm in your position, I'd say, Lord, do this in me. And that would be my prayer. Because the fruits of the Spirit, evidence of the Holy Spirit working within you is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I'm telling you this morning that in John, uh, Jesus says uh, uh, to the Pharisees, for who the Son sets free is free indeed. And the life that He gives is eternal life. So it's good news. Evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life working within you. If you're like, Lord, am I in a good place? Or God, where am I? Or where are you? Evidence of the Holy Spirit on your life is fruitfulness, is love, is, is patience, it's peace, it's work. My job just made me redundant. And um, my wife, and she, she's, she hates me, I don't know. And, and everyone, my brothers and my sisters, they're always fighting with me. And my parents are, are calling me about this. It's like, there's just a constant peace because I rest in Him who is peace. Fruits of the Spirit is being more aware of His presence and His person than the situation you're walking in. See, when Jesus Christ died on that cross, by faith we crucify our flesh to that cross. And when we see Jesus on the cross, we say, Jesus, here is my life too. I, I with you, I put my faith in you and I crucify the flesh. And that in your death and resurrection, I too may live in life. This is good news. Are you guys all right? See, Jesus came to change everything. Christianity isn't a, a gateway to live in the way that you want to live. See, Christ first said to, time and time again, I could give you story after story after story, to deny yourself, to pick up your cross and follow him. Deny yourself to crucify the flesh. You know, there's a, there's a Christian people. I won't even call them Christians. There'll be people that'll use the name of Jesus and blaspheme the gospel. And they'll say love equals acceptance. That's not true. You can love someone without accepting where someone's walking in. I can't tell you time and time again, I've had friends and Family who have been on drugs and, you know, sex and party and whatever, rock and roll, the whole situation. And uh, I've loved them through it all. They will know that I'm, I'm not approving of their situation. I'll still be with them. Love does not equal acceptance. So just, that's not the message. I just want to cut that off right now. All right? So union and oneness is him in us and we in him. To be one with him is to be grafted in, to be connected in. It means that we do not do anything separate from His will. Just like Jesus said. Jesus said, I don't do anything but what the Father says. 
Likewise, if we're living by the Spirit, the Spirit says he only, uh, the Spirit only gives glory back to Jesus. The Spirit points us back to the Father. You don't need to turn here for the sake of time because I want to I keep powering through. I feel like there's something that the Lord is about to release. So just would you be expecting in the room? It's from John 14, verse 5 to 21. You can write it down. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know what eternity is? You know, it's just, it is another planet. It is another heaven. It's another realm. It's another location. The scripture says that we'll have a new physical body. But see, eternity is with the Father. Hell is separation from the Father. Jesus came to bring us back to the Father. He didn't just come to give us a good day. You know that. Jesus came to give us a new perspective. Jesus came to give us life and life abundant. Jesus came so that we may have eternal life. And as he ascended, he said, I'm giving you a helper. And the spirit of God that raised him from the dead lives in you. Why? So that you can advance the kingdom of God here on earth. Every time Jesus prayed for the sick, that's the power of God flowing through you. That's the evidence of the spirit of God working through you. Every time he prayed, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. So evidence of the Holy Spirit, precious Holy Spirit working through your lives is the kingdom of God being advanced, is the sick being healed, is demons being cast out. For who the Son sets free is free indeed. If you had known me, you have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is enough for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you for so long a time and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? You wanna know what the Father's like? You wanna know what God the Father's like? Look no further than Jesus Christ himself. Some people in the room wonder, what is God like, Jesus? Jesus said, I did nothing separate from the Father. He did nothing separate from the will of the Lord. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father has, but the Father, as he remains in me, does his works. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise believe because of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, get this, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he, this is Jesus, this is Jesus, this is not your a, a pastor or some person, no, this is Jesus, this is, this is from the mouth of the Lord, this is from God himself. Jesus said, the works that I do, he will do also, and... This is wild. Greater works than these he will do because I'm going to the Father. I have yet to see someone walk in the anointing greater than Jesus Christ himself. But Jesus said those words. And whatever you ask in my name, this I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything my name, in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is coming into point number two. So point number one was death. You must crucify your flesh. Number two is obedience. So the key to union with the Father is obedience, obeying the Lord. There comes a point we have to choose. 
You have to choose the narrow path or the wide path. There comes a time. Death to the flesh produces obedience to the soul, and obedience of the soul produces power in the spirit. I'll say that again. Death to the flesh produces obedience to the soul, and obedience in the soul produces power in the spirit. A surrendered life is a life of fruit and power. I'll make that very clear. Fruit is the evidence of the Lord working within you, and power is evidence of the Lord working through you. If you see a drunk man across the street, you don't have to talk to him to recognize he's drunk. Am I right? If you see someone across the road and they're on drugs, you can recognize a lot of the time they're on drugs. You don't need to talk to them. Likewise, when you're filled with the Spirit, you are recognized because of the Holy Spirit that abides within you and rests upon you. So point number two is obedience. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, righteousness, and of judgment. What is it to be convicted of sin? Awareness of our condition. You know, sin is a symptom. Sometimes we fight the sin. You know, you can blow your nose all day long. I was showing this to the guys at youth. You can, you can blow your nose all day long. And if you have a virus, you'll still blow your nose for days and weeks to come. It's the virus that needs to die. The virus is our flesh. It's our carnal nature. When that dies, and Jesus, who is life, and His Spirit raises your spirit from death, you will walk in life. And in fact, I will go to the extent to say that it is better for man, I say man and woman, it is better for man to not fight the desires, to not fight sin, to not be so conscious of sin, but to be surrendered to the will of the Father, to die to crucify the flesh on the cross changes everything. Changes the way that you looked to someone that you didn't like yesterday. So what is it to be convicted of sin? Awareness of our condition. Sin is a symptom, it's not a virus. You cannot be a slave to which has died. So if it has died, you are no longer a slave to it. Does this make sense? You guys are right. What is it to be convicted of righteousness? It's awareness of our position. How deep our surrender and obedience goes with the Lord. You're right standing with the Lord. What is it to be convicted of judgment? Awareness that the opposition has been judged. The ruler of this world, the scriptures say, has been judged. Jesus, in Colossians 1, ascended on high. He filled all things And he ascended above every principality, every demon in hell, every power in hell. There is no thing that has power of the blood of Jesus Christ. No thing. That's good news. So if you're living in this room and you have anxiety, depression, oppression, you have sickness, you have chronic illnesses, I'm telling you today that Jesus Christ heals all things. His blood, the blood of Jesus Christ was enough. It's so simple. 
oh, Josiah, it's not simple. No, no, no. You know why it's not simple? Because you have not died. You have not died. Crucify the flesh. Let it starve. Oh, Josiah, I never have time to spend with the Lord. Delete your Netflix subscription. <laughs> Delete your Stan account. Because what happens? You hit five o'clock, work's finished. You drive on home. You're listening to all sorts of music. There's nothing wrong with music. There's nothing wrong with listening to the radio, but you're listening to just whatever garbage. Then you get on home. Then you eat food and you're having dinner with your family. You, you shower the kids. You put them to bed. And then you're like, oh, I had such a big day. How do I rest? I go to something that's not going to give me rest. I go to something that's going to fill my soul with another way of thinking. I'm going to look at lust, perversion. I'm going to look at someone getting murdered. I'm going to get like, look, like those stuff aren't inherently bad. I'm not, hear what I'm saying and what I'm not, what I'm not saying. You can love your movies. You can love your Stan account. That's okay. Well, don't love them. But you can, you can enjoy them. You can enjoy them. But let me say, let me say to, to you this. If you are honest before the Lord, and right now you're saying, Josiah, I just feel the sword of the Lord cutting me open, dicing me up. I feel convicted. I don't know what to do, except like I need to give the, my, the Lord my everything. I'm telling you, what are you going to do tomorrow night after you finish work? Is it like the ritual TV series, I don't even know what series plays because I just don't watch it. I just, I just don't. Like, I'm, just, hear me. I'm not saying this. Don't allow my conviction to be your conviction. But I've, I've settled in myself that time is short. I've settled in myself that every spare living second has to give glory to the Father. And I've settled with myself that when I'm in the car, I, can't do, I, can't, I just have to praise Him. I settle with myself that when I'm in the car, that I'm listening to the Word of God. I settle with myself when I'm doing gardening outside, I'm more aware of His creation than I am the duty of maintaining a garden. When I'm spending time with my wife or girlfriend or husband or boyfriend, I'm more aware of Christ in them and pulling that out than what they can do for me. See, the Christian life gives life. Some of you are being set free. I can feel it in the room. I can feel it in the room. Some of you are like, wow, this just makes sense. You know what? When something hurts, when, something, like, when something's a bit convicting, I was saying that we, I, was, I had the pleasure of being at Rise Up. It was so much fun. I was saying to the guys, I'm like, when something's like, ooh, that hurts. You know, it's the word of the Lord. This is a sharp, double, like a double-edged sword. Slices up, separates the goats and the sheep, when something is sharp and it's piercing, you know what I say when I'm, when I'm sitting in the room? I go, oh, I'm just gonna step right into that blade. Let it cut me open. Lord, just do it. Have your way. Change me. Change me forevermore. That's John 16, 7 to 15, for those that are writing notes, where Jesus says that the Holy Spirit comes to convict us of sin, righteousness, and of judgment. So that's point two, that's obedience. That's being obedient to him. That's the role of the Christian life. You can't, you, I'm, I'm gonna come in and say this. You can't say you're a Christian and not be obedient to his word. You're not in covenant with him. You know, every time there was disobedience in the old covenant, now there's grace, we're in a new covenant, I get it. But the Lord just went, wiped out thousands, thousands. 
So now there's grace, and we have the opportunity to not just die in a moment. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. But in a moment, if we become a slave to sin and we're separate from the Father, I'm telling you now, you're not in covenant with the Lord. Be right with the Lord. And this morning, some of you are like, yeah, I need to realign myself with the Lord. Come on. I'm going to just read verse 14 from the scripture, John 16, 7 to 15. And Jesus says, he will glorify me. Can I make one point from that verse 14? Jesus says, the spirit of God will bring glory to me. That's a qualification of the Holy Spirit at work. If someone claims to be operating by the Spirit of God, but does not give glory to Jesus, they're operating by another spirit. You know, there's nothing higher than Jesus Christ himself. For the Holy Spirit will speak of Jesus, from Jesus, and will give glory to Jesus. Death, I'm going to say this again, death to the flesh produces obedience to the soul, and obedience of the soul produces power in the spirit. Point number three, and we're going to close shortly. 2 Timothy 1, we'll turn turn there. 2 Timothy 1, if you guys want to just turn there for me. See, union with the Holy Spirit is power, and we're going to see this in Scripture, is power, I think you've, you've heard this word now already a few times this morning, power, love, and discipline. Discipline, wow, yeah. Direction, which is in the capacity of how we live and the fruit thereof. Union is the direction. Union is the direction. That means the Lord directs our hearts. The Lord directs our lives. You cannot say, oh, the Lord made me with this way, or I think like this, or I have this, if it's separate from the Word of God. Jesus came to crush that thing. Jesus died on the cross so that you would be free. That is, we're dishonoring the Lord, and we're giving Him a disservice. If you wait, some people in this room may even believe this, that they think, I just have this issue until the day I die, and then when I die, I'll have a redeemed mind, body, soul, whatever, and then I'll be free. If you wait for death to be free, you've made death your savior, and Jesus not. The blood of Jesus is enough. The blood of Jesus is enough. Repeat after me, the blood of Jesus is enough. Amen. All right. 2 Timothy 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience. He has a clear conscience. Do you have a clear conscience before the Lord? The way my forefathers did, as I constantly remember you in my prayers right now, a day and night, longing to see you even as I recall your tears so that I might be filled with joy. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelled in your grandmother Louise and your mother Eunice. And I am not sure that it is in you as, and I am sure that it is in you as well. Can I ask the band to come up? Is that all right? Verse number six, for the... 
For this reason, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. So the Lord has placed gifts and grace on each of your lives. And a strategy, because it forces us to rely on one another, is the laying on of hands. It's, it's scriptural. It's there. We just read it. It's not a weird thing. When we give glory to man, if you start to worship Matt or Paul or any of the team, myself, and you think, oh, this person's the anointed one, that's not true. In fact, that is far from truth. Jesus is the only one that does his will. And when we operate by the Spirit, we're simply pointing everything back to Jesus. Power. So uh, from the laying of hands, verse seven, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and discipline. Wow. That's what God gave you. That's a free gift. When you receive the spirit of God, you've crucified the flesh. That's your inheritance. Power, love, and discipline. Power, miraculous power of God. Jesus said, not man. Jesus said we would do the works that he did. Love, the Holy Spirit of love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, 1 Corinthians 13, Galatians 5, discipline, the Holy Spirit gives us the spirit of self-control, sound mind, order, direction, leadership, and submission in family. Let me say this, you're not truly submitted unless you're willing to go with whom you're submitted to above your own opinions. Now, I understand there's been toxic cultures in the past, sure, but I really believe that a healthy relationship with the Lord is also having people in your life who you believe, I'm not saying everyone, I'm not saying, saying to listen to any, you know, John, Mary, and whatever, but where you believe someone listens to the Lord better than you do. I have those people in my life where I will think something, I'll, I'll bring it to them, and if they share opposing insight, so be it. Okay, Lord, would you have your way? That's a submitted life. The power of the Holy Spirit bears fruit in your life. That is evidence. I'll say this again, I've said it multiple times. Evidence of the Holy Spirit working through your life is the fruit in your life. We must crucify the flesh. If you're not patient, crucify the flesh. It's so simple. You know how we do it? In that moment of frustration and you, you fits of anger and you angry to your spouse. You know, I've been married now for almost five years. It's a wild, long time now for me. Some of you are like, it's a cupcake. But in all that five years and in our dating for five years earlier, I can, or a few years earlier, I can say with a hand on heart, we've not gone a few moments past our fits of anger and we've just settled into the rest of our day. Immediately, 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 hand on heart. Her is a, you know, to be able to testify. Something happens, I go, oh no, why'd you do that? And da, 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 oh man, you shouldn't have said this, or you shouldn't have done that. Or, it's like, oh, sorry, I, sh I shouldn't have reacted in that way. But this is how I felt about that situation. And what I do is when I, so I'm quick to repent, I'm quick to crucify the flesh. I didn't give the ch a chance for the flesh to manifest and grow a little more. Because you know what happens? Say I didn't apologize then and there. Then I go to the bathroom, 
And I think to myself, yeah, she should have done this. Or, yeah, this person should have acted like that. Or about my boss, oh, they should have done this. And you allow that thing to ferment. The longer things ferment, the, the more like bacteria abides. It's quickly. I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have acted in that way. And then I go to the Lord and I say, Lord, I'm sorry that I, I, so I said sorry to her. Then I go, Lord, I'm so sorry that this is how I responded in a situation. Change my heart, transform my way of thinking. And I bring it to the Lord, I present it to the Lord. Now you can't be aware of separation from the Father. You can't be aware of sin unless you know His Word. So my challenge to you, can we stand? fellowship of the Holy Spirit is a consecrated life we need to read his word you're saying Josiah I hear what you're saying but what do I do now read his word every day it is the bread of life you cannot I'm telling you I'm going to lovingly rebuke I doubt I don't think leaders here would be saying some of this but like, if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to read once a month or once a week, like, it's not enough. This is bread. And if anyone says to you, oh, if you just read when you can, it's okay. It's not okay. You're starving. You're starving yourself. This is bread that is life. This is the river. His presence is the river. You know, your understanding in worship, your ability to worship is based on your understanding of Him. You can't worship someone you don't know much about. And in fact, the more you know Him, the deeper worship you can enter into, the deeper adoration you can enter into, the deeper reverence for the Lord Jesus Christ you can enter into. So read every day, pray every day. And not just a singular prayer, but be in constant communion with Him every day of your life. When you're making business deals, when you're making an agreement, you know, you're doing a $10 million deal, you're executing X, Y, and Z, or you're about to get in your car, you're driving. Lord, what do you say in this? And then gather regularly. Gather regularly. Be mutually submitted. Disciple. Worship Him. I feel like this morning that it's, there's a time of impartation. There's a time of impartation of the gifts. I feel the Lord say that there's people in this room that are going to enter into another season, a deep season of ministry. They're going to see deeper works of the power of God working through their lives. And I also felt this morning that it's going to be a time where if you've been bound and sin has just taken over your minds, the way that you see people, the way you will be free. Jesus said, for who the Son sets free is free indeed. Can we just, before I welcome you up, can we just worship? Can we just shift our gaze just, just for a moment, just for a couple moments? But would He in these couple of moments be our everything? Forget about the person next to you. Forget about what's on afterwards. But just in this moment, would you give Jesus, who is worthy of everything, 
all your praise. Would you give him all the glory? Lord Jesus, I welcome your presence right now. Would your spirit abide? Just receive it, receive it. If you're in the room, if you're there, if you're hearing my voice, just receive this. Would your spirit rest upon us? Holy Spirit, we welcome you to fill us, to consume us like a consuming fire. Would the fire of God burn us, burn us, ignite us afresh. Would it burn away impurity? Would it burn away desires? Would it burn away sexual immorality? Would it burn away the lies? Would it burn away the manipulation? Would it burn away the toxicity? Would it burn away the hatred? And would you fill us with your glory? We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.